What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bomb City Locker Room Talk. And today we're bringing you our official second episode. As always, I'm James Fairchild. I'm Aaron Pena. I'm Jared Scott. And I'm Joseph King. And what the hell? Can we just thank Tom DeLong for like bringing us UFOs and the government acknowledging that? Have y'all seen that? Yes, yes, I yeah. saw it. Uh, I have, was it the I DOD? Have. The Pentagon so released it. The Two Pentagon officially released uh, that it was previously footage. Uh, I think it was recorded in 2004. Of the uh, U.S. Air Force, uh, a pilot had caught on film of this UFO that's like just at breakneck speeds. The the camera that's on this jet is designed to, from what I've read, is designed to like stay on target to track like right, missiles right. and stuff to shoot them out of the air. And this thing broke the targeting system; it just flies away. Yeah. And anyway, the Pentagon released that, and apparently, uh, you know, this is footage that was brought to them from Tom DeLong. <laughs> who made a documentary called To the Stars. Tom Long, of course, from Blink-182. And if anyone else is going to come back from our childhood and release something like this, it should be Tom You know, I think it in 2020, with like everything that. going on, Tom DeLong deserves to be our Lord and Savior at this point in I time agree. right now. You know, I met Tom DeLong once in San Diego. I was you, there for... You, you physically met I him? I physically met him. And it no, was a, you didn't. I swear to you, I was at a conference uh, when I was still doing my after-school program. I think it was in 2012, maybe 2013. What was he doing and at a school program? He wasn't at a school program. That's I was at a conference, and I was staying at the hotel, and we're, we're walking around Old Town, and I see him, and I'm about to walk up to him. He's just standing there. Look, I'm about to walk up to him, and he looks at me, and he gives me this eye, and I'm like, what's that? And then, Sorry, like, shoo, yeah, yeah, his family walks up. <laughs> no, his family walks up. His family walks up, and it was that look of, oh, he doesn't want me to say anything, and be like, he's like, dude, I'm with my family. Leave me alone. And I just kind of took that vibe. Like he and said that away. to you? No, it was oh, with his, his body eyes. Language. It, was it was his like, body language, because okay. I was like, why is he giving me this look? Like, I recognize him, and you made that look. You know, you're like, I know who you are. Did he tell you that he was a... Uh... So sorry. No, no. I just I did the. <laughs> I'm I did the, so I did the cool. sorry. <laughs> the voice I'm inside sorry. my head. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'll always be a, a bigger Mark Hoppus fan than I oh, am. Oh yeah, Mark, Mark's awesome. Yeah. Tom was a little bit off. He was funny. They're both funny. They are. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, we got to go to Blink 182. What was that? 2016, 16 or 17. Yeah. They, oh, wow. they came to the Aztec Music yeah. Hall. It was, was pretty cool. Did you guys? It was a shitty venue. Else but, go? You know. I didn't go. Have you uh, ever? Aztec is not the best. Venue I was gonna say, who's been to a concert at the Aztec? I've Music been to the Aztec. Never, it's man. been never. It's been like no. ten years. Well, I did. I went to li- Live in 05 <laughs> back in 2005, and Saliva was there. Um, Shinedown yeah. was there. Okay. Yeah. I think I saw like Sick Puppies and Breaking Benjamin and stuff like. For those listening to have not been to the Aztec Music Hall. The acoustics are horrible. Any band you see there, it's, yeah. it's, it just sounds like shit. Uh, they they just have really bad acoustics. It's one big warehouse that's wide open. So well, Yeah, course. it's all made out of metal, and it's it's like one of those you know, tin buildings that you throw up in your backyard. It's just a thousand times larger than that. But with that being said, Blink-182 was amazing. Like You could hear every word Tom, or excuse me, Mark said... Um, you know the 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 music wasn't, and it was kind of a testament to the professionals that they are. Because the two bands of four, uh, I looked up one called The Naked and Famous because I hadn't really heard of them much, right. they and they had some good, good songs, yeah, but I couldn't good. understand the lyrics when the chick was singing. When Blink One Eight Two got up there, uh, you could tell it was it was really good. So, but yeah, I mean, what about UFOs and paranormal stuff? I mean, that's <laughs> the thing. You know, I'm glad you brought up the UFOs. I watch a show on the Travel Channel, and it's called Paranormal Caught on Camera. And every episode, they have at least two or three videos of UFOs. And I'm like, there it is. 
I mean, what, what oh, else yeah, can you explain? It's right there. Some of it's light. I mean, some of it I can understand. So reflection of doctor, light, even refraction. But when, I can, you, yeah. when, when you see these dif- different sequence of lights, I'm like, yeah, that's not an airplane. That's not a helicopter. Yeah. And, you know, and, it, it, when you go back and look at the, the, the photograph that the DOD released, they zoomed in pretty pretty far and you can tell that is not man-made it looks extraterrestrial it's one of the clearest ufo pictures i've ever seen yeah i've ever seen and the video is insane like you like you said it has the, the you know the that uh plane sorry yeah. i couldn't find the wrong it's word like they had that software where it completely tracked the motion and it, so it stays perfectly on it and it is insane yeah these I mean, are fighter pilots that are made to like shoot down russian missiles and the thing can't even keep up with it right it, and it was Recorded and observed in 2004, and it got leaked in 2007. The other two were filmed in January 2015, according to Newsweek. It's pretty bizarre that they're just now getting leaked, the other two. But the one back in 2007, that one wasn't as circulated, I don't feel like. I didn't hear about it. Did you guys back then? Mm-mm, no, I, I don't think it even got out at all. I mean, I uh, used to watch that, YouTube videos back in the day of UFO stuff, but that's not, not really the same plug thing. plug other podcasts, but there's this tiny little podcast I listen to. It's called The Joe Rogan Experience. I don't know if you guys have heard of it or not, <laughs> um, but it's this one guy. He does kind of just all kinds of stuff. His name's Joe Rogan, and there was a, the, the pilot that filmed We don't that. know was, him. No, we don't. What was his name again? <laughs> I'm sorry. Could you say it one more time, please? Bill Cosby. Would you like to draw? you like to see the pudding UFO <laughs> uh, okay. but anyway he had the pilot the actual pilot to film that and he was saying like what he was observing was like a silver it was almost like he caught it out of the corner of his eye because what threw him off he was looking down at the ocean and he saw clouds on the water it was like I, I think they recorded outside of what was it San Diego right or something like that off the coast yeah and uh, he saw clouds reflecting off of the quote aircraft and that he had you know he, i guess he had been a pilot for so many years and he when, never when did this happen out. again 2004 2004 but okay. you know an interesting thing about these that were released is they were released and they were not declassified they were unclassified which means from you know from the um wired has an article out where they talked to a spokesperson for the department of defense and said that um Image from military aircraft is routinely treated as classified until they are reviewed. However, this was never listed as classified, which to me just doesn't make any sense why something like this would not be considered classified because I can't find anything else that it would be, but that doesn't mean that it's obviously aliens. And, and the thing, the fact that the, so much horrible things are happening in the world right now that the Pentagon, the Pentagon, like that had God knows what else exists that we don't know about. They came out and said, yeah, we don't know what that is. Now, UFO just stands for unidentified flying object. They're not saying it's an alien, but they're saying, we don't know what that is. It's nothing in our government. We've never seen it. And for them to come out and say that this is real, like, and nobody's caring about it at all. Nobody's talking about it. Or it could be some billionaire says, man, I got some badass droids that I can fly around anywhere I want to go. It's probably Elon Musk. You know, something out that he has. I I can build this. I can do whatever. We can fight whatever we want to do. You know, we never know. Right. You know, speaking of Elon Musk, he's one of, I mean, he's a major figure that is pushing for everyone to go back to work, for the economy to yeah, open back weird. up. I thought that guy was kind of more liberal, and he's he's on the conservative end of things. If he's like, yeah, go back to work. Yeah, at least fiscally conservative. Yeah. You know, that we would talk about. And so that was one of the topics that we really wanted to talk to you guys about tonight. You know, it's Thursday night, April 30th. Tomorrow, Amarillo is opening up uh, 
since the time it was shut, when were we shut down? Uh, you know, when did we have stay at home order? I think that effect? was late March, March 21st on my birthday. So you know what? It ruined my birthday and I'm still pissed off. But How old are you? 65. <laughs> so did Ginger Nelson come out? Cause I know she didn't want to. Is it, is it, are, are things officially, in fact she's reluctant out? to she open reluctant. up businesses. There are businesses who are choosing on their own will to yeah. not open their doors. However, you know, the governor of Texas Greg has Abbott. said, Greg Abbott, that it's okay for us to open up. What do you guys think? Right now, a lot of the restaurants that I saw are pushing it back to like May 15th. I, I know Chick-fil-A. I saw too, yeah. I saw Chick-fil-A was one of the restaurants that wanted to push back. And then there's other restaurants, you know, out there. I say Chick-fil-A because I go there just about every week. So. And I still can't drive by Chick-fil-A. I have mm. yet to drive by Chick-fil-A during this and them not have at least – 10 cars waiting well, yeah, in line. Right. That's a normal. So they're, yeah, that's normal Chick-fil-A and that's great for them, but I can see, I can see why other businesses would want to open up, especially restaurants. They right. want to open up and they want to start making money again. Yeah. The scary thing, I mean, the mortality rate is probably around 1% right now, but the vast majority of people will survive this illness. It's just too big of a risk. I, I feel like right now to open up businesses across the city, considering how, how much of a spike in Amarillo yeah, has, you know, progressively exponentially gone up. It's pretty scary that I've got we've some, made the top 10 on, on some list. We were number four yesterday in the New York Times had us number four in the nation as far as uh, numbers uh, that have spiked over a, pan of, a span of four days. And we were number four in that list. And I have some uh, info here. Yeah, they had us doubling our number of cases. What was it? Four, four, four and seven tens days? Yes. Yeah, or four like and a that. half days, something right. like that. And, and to me, that's too risky. If I'm a business owner, mm, maybe, you know, if I'm a restaurant, I definitely want to continue to take out and Yesterday and carry at out. But 5 p.m., excuse me, Emerald of Texas had 712 confirmed cases. Today at 5 p.m., they released... 806 confirmed cases. Uh, so it's almost 100 in a 24-hour period. But of those 100, or 806, 120 have fully recovered. And right, so we're right. sitting at active cases. You know, Amarillo, or Randall and, and Potter County, yeah, we're sitting Potter at 675. With 11 deaths it, total. According yeah. to News Channel 10, there's still 170 COVID-19 tests still pending. Pending, yeah. So, oh, what I'm looking at from the Amarillo Public Health Department uh, from today, their report card shows that we have 428 still pending. That we've had 4,103 total tests conducted. Is everybody pretty much familiar with how that test works? I've seen Is it the, one the they- cotton swab go deep deep yeah. into your nasal cavity to go right all the way back in your sinus cavity which you know, they take this uh, cotton swab stick that's a cotton swab on a stick that's about i don't know maybe six seven inches long why do they have to go so far back so apparently the to get the most accurate <clears throat> yeah that's what she said anyway that's what she said and they they to that's, get the most accurate representation if to say that if you have it um back in the sinus cavity is where those things that virus lives in your body. Um, it's spread by droplets. So if it's there, it's going to be at the very back of your sinus cavity. Now the flu test, you know, they, they still swab that way. They swab the back of your throat. Yeah. Um, but this, I guess to get a more accurate number, which, um, that's another topic for debate too. A lot of these numbers, a lot of people think conspiracy theories out there that these numbers are skewed somehow. Right. Um, but we're just going to stick to the numbers, yeah. especially because we're talking about Amarillo's yeah. release. Nobody, Amarillo nobody in this room is a epidemiologist. We're just kind of going off the numbers. Um, we're we're not going to tell you what to do or what not to do. We don't want to get into a political thing here. 
Um, we just really want to give our opinion. We just want people to be safe to too. Us. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I, I personally feel that the, we should open up businesses based on an individual level. If you have a business, you want to open it up. You should be allowed to open up that business. If you don't want to go out and shop or you don't want to leave your home, stay at home. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the great things that governor, uh, governor Abbott did today was he released valid reasons for refusing to go back to work. Now, if you have one of these reasons for not going back to work, then you can continue to collect unemployment. Mm -hmm. Uh, and those are, if you are at high risk, if you're 65 years or older and at a higher risk from getting sick, then you can refuse to go to work and still get unemployment. Right. Uh, if you have a household member who is high risk, if you are diagnosed with COVID, if a family member has COVID, if you are currently quarantined, or, and this should be a kicker, this should be a big one for most people, is if your child's school or daycare closed and no alternatives are available. So if you are not able to work because you feel it is in your best interest to keep your children at home, do it. But I, you shouldn't yeah, stand in the way of other people wanting to go out and open their business or to patron these businesses. That's that's my point for it, is let the American people choose. And, and see, I, 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 it's weird. I honestly, I don't know how to feel. Me and my wife go back and forth each day like, I don't know. I'm kind of tired of sitting at home. Yeah. I, mean, I wish I could go get my haircut. I'm tired of, you know, getting haircuts in the bathroom and whatnot. And then, like, but at the same it time. looks good. Thanks, man. You're welcome. I did it with my blindfold on. She's a straight shave, man. Yeah. No artistic. Smooth as eggs. Stylist ability went into that. But. Like a woman. <laughs> But the, it's it's hard to make that decision because you want to keep your family safe. You want to be safe. And, you know, when you get into those moments to where you want to go back to your normal lives, I, I, I see both sides of the argument. I This is truly one of the full-blown arguments that I don't have a side on. I don't right. have a foot in this race. Aaron, how do you feel about it? I think every successful business that's run in Amarillo will have a plan to reopen for themselves whenever they're ready. I mean, you, I don't think you should just jump up, say, okay, it's May 1st. Let's go ahead and open the doors and let everybody in. Right. A successful business won't do that because then you're just putting yourself, those employees, everybody in danger. Right. But the ones here, I know that they're very, they've been successful because of, they've been around for a long, long time here in, in, in the town, that's, in this area. Right. That's one thing I can say about Emerald. We support each other. Exactly. Locally. And they're going to they're gonna have a great plan. Saying, you know, hey, you know, if you come in, this is what, you know, you can have a mask. You know, this is what we recommend. And that's up to them. If they don't want to open and keep their employees at home and them at home, that's fine, too. You know, we're going to support it no matter what. Well, and, and, and normally that would be the case. Amarillo does an amazing job of taking care of Amarillo business. We have... Oh gosh, we have so many restaurants that open up. We have so many churches. We have so many places where we gather and we we have fellowship with friends and family. And that's not happening right now. Right. Regardless of if it opens up, some businesses they they may not make it through this time because even if they open up and they let in twenty five percent capacity, fifty percent capacity, that means that people still need to be getting out and going out. I think and I don't I don't see that in Facebook comments that you know on, on News Channel Twenty because that's the only time I can talk to people really outside my house is seeing the horrible things that they post on don't Facebook. Don't talk to them on Facebook. Don't, I don't, don't talk. argue on I, Facebook. I, people watch on Facebook, it's so much better than Walmart. People my, watching on Facebook Do is not amazing. entertain those comments. No. No, yeah, because I learned that a long time ago. You comment on like News Channel Seven or something or News Channel Ten, you, there's it doesn't matter what your stance is, somebody's gonna argue with you until they're blue in the face. But my my biggest concern with this whole thing and the reason why I say I don't want to have a foot in this 
race is because you're getting into a point now, like this is going to have long lasting effects for Amarillo. You know, there are businesses that had just gotten off the ground. There are like uh, businesses that have been thriving for years, but you take that business away. Um, you know, nobody's telling you to stop paying. You, you haven't been told to stop paying mortgage. You haven't been told to stop paying like your rents. I know there are some companies that are giving a little bit of leeway, but every company's different. And you know, you're getting to the point where food is being taken out of people's mouths because these small businesses have families that they have to provide for on their own. And now suddenly they're out of a job. Um, I think I talked to somebody the other day, um, uh, or I didn't talk. I saw a Facebook post with a girl I went to high school with. Uh, she lives in a different state, but she posted that she was on hold for almost over. Uh, 18 hours with the unemployment office. I've heard a lot. I've seen a lot of posts about that and that's ridiculous. And so, but with 22 million people that first, I, and week, I get it, I get it. But at the same time, and you know, Trump's uh, stimulus money, uh, you know, an, I'm not getting into politics of that, whether you're for it or not. It, um, well, it wasn't Trump's. It's well, the government stimulus check. Yeah. I just think it's funny that, you know, the Trump uh, money. But, uh, yeah. You know, you have people yeah. saying we don't want socialism, but yeah, here's your stimulus <laughs> check. Here's and, your tax and, money and they used it, but, my thing is, you know, there's going to be long-term effects from this that uh, I, I don't know if people how, are going to recover from. How do you think this phase one is going to go? Because it starts tomorrow. And, you know, businesses cannot be occupied more than 25%. So tomorrow, that's, that's the May maximum. 1st. Okay. Ma- May 1st. That's a maximum capacity, capacity of every business that does reopen. And then phase two is going to begin May 18th. And depending on where the spread is available or able to be prevented, you know, that's going to, that's going to result in what we can do moving forward in the phase one and phase two. What are those differences? I haven't really looked that up. Well, phase one, they're going to allow retail stores, restaurants, movie theaters, malls, and museums to reopen. And I heard that Westgate mall is going to allow, um, pickup in the food court area. And they're only going to allow a certain amount of people in at a time. So whatever they order from whatever store is going to be delivered to them through that's kind of the cool. food court. And that's the main hub. To oh, grab so the all entrance at Westgate where the food court is, you would go pick up your stuff from that certain store. Right. Okay. And they would have it ready for you pre pre arrival. So I think that's, they have, everybody has a plan in place. I mean, we're not going in this just reckless. I think everybody knows what they're doing. However, I don't think a, a total 100% open is even possible at this point. 25% is okay. See, and I think that's the problem. In my the, opinion. The people that are, let's go all in with 100% and let's open everything back up. I think they're just as off with this as the people that are staying, let's all stay home 100%. Right. There has, I'm with James, there has to be some kind of balance. You have to get it all back started again. There, there has to be a process. Every, every end result has a process. And if we're smart about this process, we're going to do it the right way. We're going to go through step uh, phase one, phase two, phase three. And by the end of phase three, maybe it's going to be, you know, at the first of the fall or at the end of the summer. Hopefully that we're not making those numbers spike and increase. Hopefully it's all just churning out the, re- the way it's supposed to. I had a great conversation with my mother today. Uh, my mom and my dad live in Lubbock, a uh, little town outside called Crosbyton. Today, I think today was their first time to ever go to Lubbock and actually go to Walmart, Sam's, since the the closing of the, the state. So I was like, you know, at first I was like, no, mom, you know, she's like, well, we got to get stuff. And yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I understand. And they're like, we're going to go really early in the morning. 
during the senior citizens' time. Yeah, that's I the said, best okay, time. I said, that's great, you know. They said they went in there and were out out of Lubbock within an hour. I was like, well, how did y'all do that? They're like, well, it wasn't that busy. I was like, well, what do you mean it wasn't that busy? Like, they're like, there's a couple of senior citizens, you know. My parents are 65, but there's not that many. Right. I was like, well, what about like nursing homes and stuff? They're like, no, there, there, there was no buses or anything out there. Yeah. Just whoever can drive at that time to get to the store. And I was like, well, that defeats the purpose. Because right. nursing homes are still you know? completely sh- shut down in the sense of they won't let people in and As out. As they should be. Yeah, they because won't let our them. older population is affected the most throughout yeah, this whole the high, They have a highest mortality rate. Yeah. Well, actually, the highest... Uh, or people with comorbidities. Well, highest morta- mortality rate, yes. The highest uh, rate of who has the disease itself is 30 to 39. So we're in that age range of uh, who, who is catching this the most. And then 50 to 59 is second with 172. Uh, 174, 30 to 39, and then 40 to 49, 63. Uh, the, over the age of 70, uh, real quick, who's good at uh, give, y'all are teachers? Give me some quick math. 27 plus 18. I'm a PE teacher. I can't give you math. 55. <laughs> 27 plus 45. 45, yeah. Uh, so yes. over the age of 70, there's only 45 cases in Amarillo. Because they're staying at home completely. And I think those numbers are skewed. I don't think they're testing everybody in these nursing homes. And stuff like that. No, you know I'm not, I, mean? I know for a fact they're not testing. They're not, they're not put, testing everybody in the nursing well, and home. And they're not going to put somebody who's bedridden that's 80 years old through that test. I'm sorry, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. But I was like, I told my mom, I was like, oh, that's great. I'm glad that they and they put it in place. But you know, truly, it's not that effective because, I mean, it's only for the people that can actually drive there, get there. Yeah. And I mean. I understand the point of it. I totally understand the point of it. But when I think about the, the you know, the, the true senior citizens that depend on public transportation, I mean, they're not going to get there until 10 or 11 o'clock. I think it right. would and be. And that's where it's going to really, really affect them now they're exposed or whatever. Right. They're having to wait in line, you know, just with everybody else. And then, But, you know, both United Supermarkets, Walmart, they have online grocery ordering. And so there, you can you can, can you do that at every United. I, uh, they do here in Amarillo, I at least. But I know, I know, yes. I know and I'm sure right. in Lubbock, if they have it in Amarillo, I'm sure you know, a somewhat of an equal populace, they're going to have there too. But you don't have to get out and do anything. If I wanted to get something from Home Depot, I don't have to go stand in line to get it. Now I can understand that if I'm in construction or if I have a business, I need to get out and get the material now. But I can still do curbside at Home Depot. I can select it. I can go and pick it up the next day, whenever. But you're going to be out a couple of days. That's the thing. Is it important? That's where you got to ask yeah. that question. Well, if it's not important, you can wait a couple of days and put it in at Home well, Depot if you do not want and that's, to get it, out. Exactly. That's part of my next thing is, is like, I think it's okay if we're opening more essential type businesses that haven't been, like more restaurants and stuff. Like if you're getting the whole thing that maybe not the mall to, to go there, but I think that's a cool idea that they're doing where you can order things. But what about like okay? I, I'm pretty sure I know the UA is going to open back up at 25 percent capacity, but not playing Universal movies. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that too. We'll talk about that at some point. Um, and I think Hollywood, no, Hollywood's the one that's not going to play the Universal movies. They're Reg- they're Regents. They're Regal. No, they're Cinemark. Oh, okay, is that two different companies? I thought it was Regal. No. Anyway, anyway, so UA. And Hollywood, I think, are opening. Synergy just posted an hour ago that they're not going to open until 
I think May seventeenth or something. And that, that, that's phase phase two. And I don't think any of those types of business businesses should open up until they have phase no two opening. or maybe phase three. Yeah, because like you don't need to go see a movie. Everybody has Netflix. We have enough entertainment at home. There's no reason to go to a like I think you said it on the the preview episode, James. You were talking about how you go to a movie theater right now during this pandemic, and you were literally in a petri dish for this virus. Yeah. Well, on top of that, I mean, I know everybody's been watching TV because that's all we can do. I have not seen one movie promotion or trailer. Well, all the studios have shut down, yeah. and like, so why go to the movies? Exactly. I don't think there's going to be that much to show. Everything's either been pushed back That's or they've point. already released it. It's a very good point. Mm-hmm. What? Why are you going to? How much is an average movie ticket for a person? Nine bucks. For something that's not brand new, not open. I guess uh, you know the only way I look at it. I guess if you're a teenager, you need to get away from the parents, and you want to take your girlfriend. Back in the days, yeah, I can see right, that. Yeah. But I, if I was a parent, I'm like, oh, no, you're not going not, not today. And that's the big thing, you know. Regardless of whether or not businesses open up, it is the family, it is the people making their own decisions on whether or not they want to go out. Right. Well, you know, if Leal's opens up, which they are opening up. You know, the fact that they're open and they are letting people go in does not affect me one bit. It only affects me if I go there. And so for me to sit there and say, you can't open up your business or you can't go do what you want to do because I don't want you to, that's just too much. And yes, I understand, well, you know, you're more cause for getting sick. Well, that's the case with a lot of things. Comorbidity is caused by a lot of different you And, and you look at our, our, um, our health department report card. The ages that are impacted here are, you know, a heavy dose of, of ages are from 20 to, you know, 39. And, and what us. age goes to the movie theater? What ages get out and about and do things that are active? That Those heavy would say, numbers I would that say are infected. 12 to currently. 18, that's the only people I ever see at movie theaters when I'm there. And, you know, Jared, you brought up a good point. It's like, I from that perspective, I, I do agree with that then. You know, you shouldn't have, you can have the right whether you want to open or not. That is my family's choice if I'm going to go attend these things and go do these. Uh, I think everybody has to make that uh, con- conscious objection to to say whether or not you're going to, do you think it's worth the risk? Does the benefits outweigh the risk? Right, right. As a paramedic, you know, I, I've already told my wife, I'm, you know, I had shoulder surgery February 18th. I t- already told my wife, when I go back to work and this is all still going on, if I feel I truly have been in contact with somebody that does have this and I am at risk, I'm probably going to have like you and the kids go stay with your mom and yeah. I'll, I'll for at least two weeks. Cause I think they say the max, I think it's five days to two weeks outside a two week window. I think you're fine if you don't experience any type of symptoms. Right. So, okay. So, so now I'm, I'm in education, so is my wife. We have the ability, truly, to to sequester ourselves and quarantine ourselves for the next four months. You do not. How do you make that decision of, okay, I came in to, you know, I picked up a call, and it was patient A, and, you know, he was this and this and this. You need to go stay with your mom for two weeks. Well, how do you... How do I screen that? No, not necessarily how do you screen that, but what are you going to do six, seven days from them? It's like, hey, sorry, babe, I, it was another person. You know, it was the same kind of symptoms. You just keep going. I mean, that has to, at some point there has to be. So my thing is, is like, it sucks for for me because I have been out of work so long and all my colleagues and coworkers are on the front lines doing this and handling all that. And I, I just don't know. And that's, I, I'm kind of been kept in the loop. I'm, I'm, uh, kind of on the leadership team there and kind of kept in kind of the loop, but at being out for so long, there's so much stuff going on that I'm not even pertinent to at this time because I've just been out of work so long. I haven't even stepped foot in that building since I had my surgery. 
So in, in February, right? February, February, February 18th. 18th. So I, I haven't even been around a coworker since then uh, because I haven't had a need to. And it, because of all this going on, they didn't want me to. Um, so I can't even speak on that right now. I'm just going to have to have any of your uh, go back. coworkers come down with it. As far as I know, there is no paramedic or f- I don't even know if there is a first responder in this town that has been a. Uh, ex- obviously they're going to expose, but to have a positive case for COVID. Uh, obviously, uh, at the end of this podcast, we always plug our email address, uh, bombcity.lockerroomtalk at gmail.com. If I am wrong about that and there is somebody that's exposed it as a f- or has that as a first responder, please let us know. Uh, but as far as I know, no. Um, I know that uh, AFD and APD kind of changed their guidelines of who they're making contact with. Um, there is a certain, I'm not going to get into the details of everything, of how we run our dispatch and all that, but uh, there things have changed to help keep certain uh, first responders safe that, you know, don't need to have access to that patient uh, because, you, you know, a fire department shows up with a crew usually on an engine of four people. Why expose all four more people to that for no reason if they don't need to? So things are being put in place to help that out. But if they go out on the call they're going to be exposed. And as soon as they get back to the firehouse, if they were to contract it, they would expose again. Yeah. It's just a risk you take. And, with that and job, that's, so. that's the hard part. And that's really where I, I really think this balance has to come in, you know, of, of risk versus reward. Right. Kind of like you had said earlier, you know, one thing that uh, we don't have here in Amarillo is Costco. Uh, I know there's my sister-in-law and my brother, they live in San Antonio and uh, there, there's one in Lubbock. Uh, on Monday, they're going to start requiring customers to wear masks. Um, one of those things that they're going to try to say, they're going to try to slow it down, you know, one of the bigger companies. Uh, also, at the same time, uh, they're also going to ground beef. They're going to limit two packets. Also, beef, chicken, pork, turkey. They're going to limit two packets of meat. I completely agree with that. And this is at Costco? This is at Costco. So have they been open this entire time? They've been open this entire that, time. That but does surprise me that they're not wearing masks yet. That, well, that is, well, the employees, the employees wear it, but now they're going to Oh, make, they're requiring the patrons. The, the, yes. Okay. To, okay, sorry. If you don't that. have one, they're not going to let you, you know, and go they're, in. They're for no yeah. reason should there, be a sh- should there be a shortage of meat in and, this country. The only no. way that there would be is if people panic buy same thing like with toilet paper. The Seriously, who the hell needs that much toilet paper? Everybody. Every, it, every, <laughs> but okay, I, I stand corrected, James. <laughs> apparent, uh, obviously, right? Yeah, seriously. But there's the, no reason that there should be a meat shortage. So I, I think the only way to do that is for companies to say, you know, two. That, I mean, that's hard to judge if you only have one person buying two versus a family like James of, of six. Right. They would need more than that. Exactly. And that's where I was like, whenever my, my sister-in-law told us, or sent that text, I was like, wow, that is... Uh, that, that, it, it shocks me because I'm like, I don't think we will, we will ever. I mean, I know in Amarillo, we're surrounded by all these cattle farms. Yeah. Heck, we can just go out there, shoot the cow, get the meat. Right. I, mean, we're, <laughs> I have we're, family I mean, members that actually do that. So. I know. I know we're all good around <laughs> this area. Good, hey, we got plenty meat. of meat. Exactly. But I mean, when I saw that, I was like, man, I guess I, I, I don't know if they said anything. I guess there's, a, I, mean, I don't think there's a shortage. There should be a shortage. I know that a lot of these, uh, the companies around here, they're um, still going. They're still packing meat, sending it off, everything like that. So yeah, there's a lot of people not happy about it. If it comes down to it, I heard squirrel tastes delicious. So well, eh. the, meat, the meat's a little stringy. Possum, possum. You know, I, 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 are we in the season? I know there's a season for rabbit. That there's you know, a possum season. No, not necessarily. That's a good there's band a, name, by the way. Possum, possum season. season. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a time frame that you can or cannot eat rabbit. 
and I can't remember exactly when it is. And really? So, yeah. Will you plug our, our, our email again? So that Because I know there's going to be hunters that are listening to this that know exactly when that is. Can you plug our email one more time? Yeah. Uh, that's bombcity.lockerroomtalk at gmail.com. We really just need to record you saying that so that we can have it on the loop. <laughs> if you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, yeah, please that. contact 881-2625. I think I know the Activia song. Isn't that the yogurt? Yeah. <laughs> I had to eat that when I had bad diarrhea once after antibiotics. My God. Mm. <laughs> totally worth it. It was. Was that better than like a Miralax or something like that? No, like yogurt's supposed to be like. Oh, it's kill, a good probiotics yeah. and stuff like that. I just I figured with diarrhea. You That's enough for the poop talk. I want to know what you guys think 2021 is going to look like. I don't want to say it can't get worse than this because I said that about 2019 and shit. Here we are. I don't know, man. It's it's too much. To, it's too. That's just. That's a big what. You know what? What question? Like I don't know what June's going to look like. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's the good point. And that's that's, a, that's what I'm getting like, at. The scary thing is, we think about now, and we think about how things have changed the past few months. Think about how things are going to change the next few months, and then looking forward to next year, we could be living in a totally new reconstructed society because of this. I'll I'll bite on that though and say that 2021 by 2021, I really doubt that we're going to have some kind of a vaccine. If we do, that would, you know, that could be great. That could be depending on that. Uh, But that's a pipe dream. If you think there's going to be a vaccine for this thing this year, I would really, yeah, you never say never because again, 2019 versus 2020. But I would, I would think by then, Surely we're back in schools. You know, I, I can't imagine 50,000 people in a stadium at all. I can imagine some normalcy of the economy back to where it was, but it's going to, I don't think we're going to have this amazing third quarter and fourth quarter that will blast us into a new back to normal. But do you guys see that beach, beach in LA today? I'm pretty sure it was LA. It was someplace in California. It was packed. Packed. Show me a picture. And then they shut it back down. Yeah. Uh, just Gavin Newsom go- just is go- doing lots Just Google, of that. you know, April 29th, California you know, today, today on my, my, my personal email, I received a, two, uh, an email from Texas Tech and from WT talking about how they're going to start the fall semester, 2020 fall semester with face-to-face instruction. I mean, that was one of the big, big things they had on their emails. And I, I was like, I think they're trying to stay very optimistic with it. And that's great. I, you know, and they right. have to. They got to make sure that they keep their numbers and keep. And you know, in, in Norman positive. right now, we're not. They're not going to have face to face classes in the summer. No. You know, in person. I think depending but, on the class size, obviously but, undergraduate classes don't need to have that. But if you have graduate classes where there's five of you in one room, that would be a little bit different. Specific but, cohort work. But the way I looked at it, I was like, okay, that's great. I'm glad you're going to have this face to face communication. But how many people are going to be in that room? If they do. Because they know if they just switch to just online, there's no way they're going to be able to charge what they charge. No. All the money goes into establishing and keeping up those buildings and and keeping up what makes Texas Tech, you know, any campus, any campus, that campus in college life that. Yeah. I know when I was a freshman at Texas Tech and I would go to one of my, my freshman classes, there was 250 students in a room. And I was, I, I mean, I was anxious because I'd never been in a class that big. And I mean, I couldn't imagine saying, "Oh yeah, here you go. Let's open up the doors." Two hundred and fifty y'all sitting there. And as a parent, like a, somebody sending a freshman off, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, how exactly. Do you, how do you consciously not live with yourself, but how how do you sleep at night? Because you're just like worrying constantly. Yeah, you would. Okay, so you you know you mentioned the the people on the beach. Uh, I'm looking at an article that Business Insider 
did about 12 hours ago. It says it caught some massive headline. Some of California's beaches are closed, but not all of them. And then photos of crowds. And the first photo that they have, it's, it's five people. They look like they're having fun. And then the next person I can see in closest to their proximity is a significant amount of way. There was there. It was like a drone shot that I saw, and yeah. it was like hundreds this of, drone shot I'm looking at. Still, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's it. That's I see three I people standing right beside each other, and then I don't see another group of people for at least six feet. I mean, yes, there's lots of people. However, it looks like there's social distancing at least to some degree. They're not. I don't know, man. That's together. a lot of people. It is a lot of people, but you can't tell me they didn't bump into somebody. Oh, I I guarantee no, no, that the not people. One of those I guarantee people that the people sticks. at Walmart <laughs> bumped closer than these people right here. So I have so. I, like I said, you want to get out, and that's that's. I think that is the right thing to do. I think you know, if if businesses want to open, that's up to them. You want to get out and, do, and your family get out and go experience life as normal again. That's totally up to you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Up to you. Uh, I'm going to give some numbers real quick. This is from the World Health Organization. Um, they post it. They update these every day at 5 p.m. And currently, in China. Confirmed cases, active cases right now, 84,373. Okay, that's that's China. How, what's the population of China? Billion. billion a billion. Yeah, like 1.5 billion or something a like that. A little right? less than India, but I think that's it. So that that's China, 84,000-ish. Uh, Spain is currently the second highest in the world. A lot of people think it's Italy. Italy I thought it was is, us. Italy is third. We're first. These are the numbers I'm going to come to. Yeah. So in Spain right now, 212,917 cases. Italy, 203,591 cases. UK, 165, 225. Germany, 159, 119. France, 127, 66. I'm going to stop right there. That's in Europe, Okay. There's obviously there's way more countries in Europe, but those are the those are the main ones that have the high high numbers. So at what what did we say two thirty uh two two hundred and thirty five or excuse me, two hundred and twelve thousand in Spain. That's number two. In the United States of America, confirmed cases per the World Health Organization as of five PM today. Sorry, it's taking me a minute because I'm trying to scroll down. There's a lot of countries in the world, believe it or not. Um here it is. At number one is 1.03 million. Number two is Spain with 212,000. So in the region of the Americas, number two is Brazil. Okay, if we're at 1.03 million, Spain was two and then all those European countries. The second in the Americas is Brazil with 71,000. That's it. So, yes, I'm not going to tell you what to do. All I'm saying, it sounds like a lot of Americans are not staying home. Well, you know what? There's or some, we have lots of testing versus on the bright other countries side, that don't have as much testing. That's, that's true, too. On the bright side, Apple has released new software to unlock your phone without a face ID while wearing a coronavirus mask. Oh, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> yeah, like There's anybody, our one F-bomb. What? So they can unlock my phone while wearing it just with my eyes and no one else just is... the soul of your eyes. The soul. <laughs> So wait, wow, like, you that, know I'm how bl- many people wow. you could put a mask on from like the bridge of your nose down, and you wouldn't know who that person is. Uh, but Apple, Apple does. Can... Damn. Wow. Apple is gone. You know, I want. I want to. <laughs> apparently, seriously. You know, I want to get to those numbers though, because that is one thing. You know, we we have done significantly more tests than we have. 
or that any other country has. Significantly the more. The tests have been brilliant. The great, the great the, tests. The great, yeah, the great, great tests. Great. We do testing better than anybody. It's better. For sure. It's I'm anyone no better. We're doing so good at tests, we could hand them to other anyway. people. Yeah, because I'm not good at it. I don't <laughs> do for impressions well, except for Arnold. I thought that was a good Like, hey, Arnold. Was it really? Hey, it Arnold or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Hey, Arnold. Hey, Arnold. Like, you do a good Hey Arnold? Let's hear yeah. it. I've never heard anybody do Hey Arnold. Okay, well, now you when's have When's the last to. time that you watched Hey Arnold? I don't care. Go. You need some reference material. No, go. I want to hear it. 1997, Come on, football probably. I really don't know. It was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but then we went off on this. I thought you said it was Hey Arnold. No, it was it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, okay. But it, it wasn't even really a good one. I was throwing off on a... Okay. Yeah, we'll cut that. Well, now I really want... No, you don't have to cut that. That's great. But now I want to watch <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> Okay, no, but uh, the test, you know, we, we, we are testing more. And when we go out and we continue testing, we're not going to stop testing. And so, of course, when we open up, the numbers are going to go up. The numbers are going to go up if we stay at home anyway and continue what we're doing. The numbers are going to go up. This thing's not going to go away. I keep... I keep wondering when people are like, the numbers are continuing to go up. The numbers are going to go up. Especially now that things are opening. I mean, it's yeah. common sense. And, and you could look at what I just gave you, too, is like, well, okay, right there just proves it doesn't make a damn if we social distance because look at the U.S. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. Yeah, like I we, said, we, I don't have a foot in it. I'm just giving you some numbers. Yeah. So if I could remember my classes from physiology and biology and everything, once a virus gets in you, it stays in you, correct? For Forever? Yeah. So... Your body will build up antibodies if that virus ever gets introduced to you again. Exactly right. Which so, the antibodies are, you know, the the anti version of that. So there's it's 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 like a, what a bit of a stored genetic material with that. So if I go and I, and I test you and you well, came out positive, it's still antibodies. And then a week later, I come back and test you again. You came out positive. Does it go that towards that number again? Well, and that's the thing. And there's there's be, a lot of there's a lot of double positives. Is thing going to be like herpes? Happening. Is it going to come say hi every five years? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, but that's, that's I pretty think, distant flare-ups. I think that, that those numbers could man. be just from just retesting, retesting, retesting. I don't think they're doing. I don't and, think these numbers are being high from just retesting, though. Well, yeah. I mean, but yeah, we don't yeah. have any antibody testing done, so we don't know how many people have already had this. We also don't know, for example, we have eleven deaths. In the Amarillo and the Potter Randall County area, we don't know what age range that is. I mean, yes, there have been, you know, there there was um, the officer, um, the guard out at the Clemens unit, that his death was was made public, and so people knew that, you know, an age range, for which him, I think is bullshit. I don't it, when you're giving out names and everything because his name was on a website and everything, and I think it was on the news. That's bullshit. I agree. You if you can't, you can't break HIPAA once and then say, "Oh, we can only do it with him, but not others." Yeah, no. Well, and they shouldn't. Have, that 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 got. I don't think that was fair to that guy's family because. And then I'm hearing reports that, and I don't even know what's true and what's not. So I'm not gonna like speak on it like I know what I'm talking about. But I've heard also reports that maybe this person did or did not pass away from COVID. That it may have been something else too. And he had tested positive for COVID. Apparently, that's a big thing with a lot of the numbers. Uh, people are saying, you know, okay, he somebody in New York City died. They tested positive for COVID, but you know they had a heart attack. So it's like, but is is that being classified as a COVID death? I've it is being too. classified as a COVID death if if they are if they are found to have COVID post mortem. I believe it is added on. And I believe that was something. And let me find it real quick. That was something that was from the CDC. And I did see something about, and I hate I hate saying it because you know I respect the hospitals and everything, but they do get more money if. If it's test or if somebody passes away 
from COVID. Right. And I, I don't. I, I would hope not that the hospitals would do that. And you know, we as as a group, collective group, us four, we don't mean any ill will. If there's anybody listening right now that currently has a family member that is experiencing COVID, if you have a family member that's passed away from COVID, there are 11 people in the Amarillo, Amarillo area. There's an odd chance somebody knows that person that passed away. Um, if we're, I may, we're, we're very very sorry for your loss, and and this is no disrespect towards anybody. It's just the state of the world that we're living in right now, and I, I you know, it could be any one of us. Because that's one thing that we're trying to do with this is we we don't know. Nobody knows. No one can stand here and say it is this or it is that with this whole thing. Nobody knows. The epidemiologists, the virologists that have been doing this for twenty plus years, they're giving best estimates. But again, those are based on models put in by human by humans so there's always going to be that human flaw but what we're doing is we're giving we're giving our opinion and we're showing our love and support for these people in this area but we're going to be candid about this we don't know everything so a lot of this is just this is what we think this is what we believe and i think a lot of people are are in the same boat we are you know we just don't know and we're doing our best to find to find this out and figure this out and i think the people attacking others for not for just expressing like hey man i don't know i'm stuck in this same as you the people that are attacking for that, I mean, those are just the piss poor idiots. Right. Let's let's shift our focus a little bit. What do you guys miss the most that you used to do frequently that the coronavirus has kind of I miss taken work. away? I miss work. Honestly. More than anything else. In the last 10 years of being an EMS, that job has drove me to the wall. It's probably the source of my anxiety and depression. Amen. I have never missed being on an ambulance so much in my entire life. Like I went and met a crew a couple of weeks ago and I talked with them and I, 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 I had to look at the box. I missed it. I got two things that I miss. You know, first thing is just going out to the football field, playing cash with the kids, throwing it around, just having a good time with my, my athletes. That's probably one of the biggest things that I miss. And then after work, just going to the bar, get a nice cold beer, and just sitting there and just watch Sports Center or whatever's on the TV at the bar. To unwind. Yeah. And that, I mean, that that is so the important. The little things we take for granted. Exactly. Right? It's crazy. Do you, and and do that's you something that I, I truly miss. You know, another thing is um, got added to our town, lovely town recently. Our Amarillo Sod Poodles had their first inaugural season last year. And, you know, I missed going to those games. Exactly. I'll, yeah. Kind of reiterate that. I do miss the saw poodles. I miss them quite a bit. But the, the one of the main things I miss is just being in a routine, you know, going to work, coming home, just having having that ritual of, you know, an everyday life of yeah. of my family, you know, and seeing my students at school. I mean, it's been heartbreaking not to be able to see them because we ha- I have eighth graders that I won't ever see again, you know, and it kind of sucks. It hurts me in the heart, but it is what it is, and that's that's probably the biggest thing that I miss. And like going out to eat, just having a meal at a restaurant, and getting out of the house, man. I kind of want to piggyback on one thing Aaron said. You know, when I was in the classroom as a content teacher, I I didn't I didn't get to experience the play as much as I would do as a coach. Uh, and one of the things I got to do this last year in my position is um every other week I got to run recess duty you know, which was great, you know, for about 1045. And then also did kindergarten lunch from about 1045 to 1230. That's all I did was experience was, was interact with the kids while they were playing. Um, and I can't remember what I heard it from. I heard it a long time ago that said, you know, you learn more from a person in an hour of play than you would from a year of conversation. And so, you know, being able, I miss being able to see the kids play and have fun. The things that we loved best about recess, I, you know, I never really got to see. And, and, and that's what I miss the most is just the kids learning through that, learning through play. 
you know, and us, us, us having kids too, you know, my son, you know, when I was like, dad, let's go to the park. Like right there, that right there, man. It breaks my heart when I can't, when I'm like, can't. I hate saying no to my kid. It's just a park. Going to the park and playing. Let's see him slide, seeing him happy, running around, laughing. Like, it's, it's, it's really bothering me because I know that one day he's like, wow, my dad didn't ever let me go to the park. Well, I'm going to have to explain it. Well, son, we had to go and we had to stay inside. We, we only had, you know, little things to do at that moment. You know, and I feel like he's losing a little, a little bit of that childhood of, you know, well, you know, going to the park and doing all that. I mean, that right there is important for a kid. I know it was for us. I mean, riding our bikes out there and going out. Definitely. And when, when a child, you know, hears your explanation, it doesn't really register. They don't really understand. And it, it's, it's hard for them to grasp that they can't go play on the playground. They're so, it's so encoded in their DNA. Playground, go play. And that's you know, an insight that I don't have. I mean, I've got a, I've got a two-year-old and a three-year-old. You know, they, they, they ask, you know, when are we going to go to Bright Minds? When are we going to go to school? By the way, Amarillo Bright Minds Academy, an amazing preschool, early school, uh, infant care, just an amazing place. I bet they're pretty good, but I have to give a shout-out to Tammy's Tender Care. They were amazing. Was a, Tammy Pinkert? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Amazing Their kids go woman, to my school. And they, they took care of all the kids. So well, so I just want to give a shout out to them. Yeah, but I want to hear y'all's insights. I mean, they ask about that stuff, but they just they don't have that world background and that world experience. And so if I tell them, oh, you know, everyone's sick, they they just kind of blow it off, and you know, they they don't understand it as right. as much as the kids y'all's that y'all have, you know, minus minus the sixteen month old. Uh, they 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 understand this. It's got to be weird for them. Can y'all give some insights on that? They get. I mean, my my children are. I have two ten year olds, and I've got a seven year old. And a an, nine-year-old, and they are a little bit confused initially. You know, we kind of shut everything down March twentieth, and they weren't really receptive to the idea that hey, we have to stay home. We can't go do this. We can't go to Synergy. We can't go to see a movie. Heck, I can't even bring them to you know the grocery store. I try my hardest to just leave them, you know, with Estella here at home, but it's just uh, it's hard for them to grasp the idea that. They cannot go out into the world right now. But over time, they have gotten more comfortable and understanding with it. But it's taken some time. It's taken a good month and a half to really, for them to understand, hey, this coronavirus is serious, and we've got to listen to mom and dad about this issue because it's it can affect them in a negative way just like it can affect us. You know, with it being, you know, towards the end of school, my, my, my kids – Every year, you know, we all we always plan a big summer trip. You know, for the last ten years, you know, it's been amazing taking them out to down south or somewhere around there. But now they're like, "What's our big trip this year?" I don't know, and I hate telling them that because now they have nothing to look forward to, and you know, it, it breaks my heart to see them like, "Well, what are we going to do this summer?" Right, and because I've been looking for a swimming pool for the last couple of days and man walmart target academy they're all sold out yeah and the reason why i'm looking for a, a pool these pools might not not open either yeah no and, there's no way i don't see there's any way that they're yeah, opening up the pool and, i don't see how the gym no way. you know i don't see how the gyms can open yeah and, and so, that's another thing if you're that obsessed with having to like i mean everybody needs to stay in shape and i understand that and it's important but if you're that obsessed with trying to get back in, into the gym where you're willing to risk other people's health, because I'm sorry, every gym I've ever attended in my life, 
there's multiple people that don't wipe down their equipment after. I've been guilty of it too before. Everybody in this room has. So, I mean... I don't think I've seen anyone well, under the age of like 50 do it ever. And it's, it's impossible to, you know, kill everything with a wipe. It's, there's still going to be remnants of germs and bacteria. I know, especially me being a bigger guy. I sweat. So, if I use that bench press and somebody comes, I'm like, uh, give it about 20 minutes. <laughs> then you can start your workout. Like, I'm not going to let anybody no, Nobody go in the away. bathroom for 35, 45 minutes. Exactly right. <laughs> I was thinking that. I couldn't remember exactly. I was trying to think of his name. What, what about your kids, Jared? What about them? Like, how are they recepting to this? Yeah, they're good. They... They're, they're fairly down there on the other they're, side, right? They're so young, but now it's to the point, you know, we, we get family that drives by and stops, and we talk to them. Uh, you know, they'll get out or something like that. But my uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, Emma, she had her birthday April 6th, um, and then we had Easter after that. And so the family did um, a parade and drove by for the birthday, and then they did the same thing for Easter. And then when they come by, my kids have turned into, well, what'd you bring us? Because they're, you know, my family's, everyone's excited to see the kids and they bring right. them. And so now it's turning them into that. But no, they're, they're good. Like they, they really are. We, um, you know, my wife and I both being able to be home has really helped. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny hearing their shift to daddy. Are you my teacher now? And okay, so I just say, no, I'm, I will never be the teacher. Mom <laughs> is the teacher. I'm just the person that does my best to, to help. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's difficult because everyone here remembers nine 11 that was the moment yep. that changed our lives, whether we like it or not. And into detail as much as possible, you know, the Patriot Act completely changed our lives. Seeing that changed our lives. The way that as a nation we came down on a completely type, you know, a specific type of people and blamed them for so much hatred. It's it's in the it's same way. This, this is kind of having those same effects. I mean, it is. It's bringing people together. I, one of the things I remember, I was fourteen when nine eleven happened, and I remember. Uh, um, yeah, I was a month away from being 15 and, um, I just remember lots of people just coming together. Like people didn't care if you're black, white, brown, red or anything. It was on my 15th birthday. Was it? Yeah. 9-11 is my birthday. Oh, no kidding. Wow. So like for like 10 years after that, I changed my birthday. I only celebrated on the second. Wow. Just cause nobody wants that. Right. Nobody wants to really well, you were fif- 15 or 16, I was right? 15. Yeah. I was a okay. freshman in, in coach Boyd's class. Woo. Farwell. All right. Farwell. Yeah. Tate Nichols came in and. And told everybody he was like, I did, I came up late to school because um, you know someone rented the twin towers, and then we, I mean, we small school, so everyone went to the library or pulled TVs into their. Rooms Is that one A? One A? We were one A at the yeah. time. I think there's, I think there's still one A, if not two A. They stayed pretty small. It's farming community, but yeah, it, it's crazy. I definitely think there's gonna be long term effects of this economically yeah. socially I, I mean there's this is going to change how people act and definitely socially football games and economic, yeah, yeah. It, like just people not being wanted around it I mean I know we've talked about that before but yeah it's, it's going to change a lot of things I'm optimistic you know through this whole thing I just want football to be here guys <laughs> yeah. I just want so football bad. to continue yeah. so bad. I just want us to start on a, on a regular schedule and not have to push things back because yep. it, it, there is a real possibility we'll have to push it's probably the season back to the going spring. to not I, be. Don't our, crush my hopes, I, right? but you know it. You I'm know gonna it. crush your hopes. There, I you crushed I your own you hopes know. on the last podcast. You said that yourself. You know, so it's, well. I'm I'm trying to play I, devil's advocate. I, I will you know, say this: as yourself. much as I <laughs> yeah. don't think to it's going to happen, as much as I don't think it's going to happen, playing with yourself on this podcast. Hands up, hand check. As much as I don't think it's going to happen, I do think that there is nothing more resilient than the American dollar. And if people want to make money, I was about to get all like tingly because you were going to say the American spirit or the American people. And then you were just like, no money. But that's what it is. Money, money makes the world go around. Okay. Trump. No, it's not like that. But ingenuity. I mean, there's so many things that people have done. 
Um, you know, we have we have Bomb City Vodka that is making that has shifted and they're making hand sanitizer hand sanitizer as well as selling their vodka. There's so much ingenuity and in innovation. Yeah, oh yeah, that's I, that's I, they've I, been advertising. I'm pretty heavily. to them that's today awesome. and. They're not. It's, they're it's not one of our sponsors, but they got some damn good vodka. They so got some damn good them. vodka. Yes. yes, they do. And their yeah. Corona packages, forty-five dollars. It's the way to go. But no, I just mean by that is there's enough ingenuity and there's enough innovation in the American people that, and what drives that is your your desire to succeed, your desire to do well for yourself and to better yourself and provide right. for your family. That's not going to stop anytime soon. Yep. And so, as much as I would say yes, we're not going to have an NFL season or anything like that. People, the American people, will do whatever the hell they want. And they will get it done. Hey, we've been through worse. We have been. I mean, the world wars, yeah. you know, the Spanish flu 100 years ago. We've, we've been through some stuff, all right? We'll, we'll even get even the world as a whole. We just can't give up. Exactly. I see a lot of people giving up, and they're just – I say they're giving up because they don't want to do it. They this just want to stay home. This, and, like, let's not get it twisted. This is bad. Yeah, and it's not people that want to stay home. It's the people that stay home and just talk shit. But it could be worse. That's the people that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get through this. I, I'm tired of the corona defeating our optimism and our belief in ourselves. I think the American people, like you said, are resilient. We're going to rise above it. We're going to come through. And the best people in America – Live in Amarillo. So, real quick, damn straight. I want to ask you guys, what are your thoughts? Big. This is a big year. This is an election year. Yeah. Um. Now, granted, I don't know who we're voting for when you go into that booth in those two toilets uh, to pick who you want to run this country again. But you know, what are the outcomes with this as a voting process? You know, you go to Randall County Annex, you're standing in line, tons of people. It already takes forever if it's like a voting day. Right. And you're at the back of the line. It takes a long time. I'll so. still go vote. So I mean, yeah, every I think everybody you know, and and that's the thing. Everyone, you know, I, I'm I'm not a big proponent for wearing masks. I'm definitely not a big proponent for government mandating masks. You know, if a, if Costco wants to make everyone wear a mask, go for it. You're a business. You can do whatever you want to with that. But I mean, they say that if if I'm wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask and we're doing social distancing and we're being extremely serious about washing our hands and keeping our personal hygiene. The odds of catching this are what two percent. That I mean, the odds of you catching anything in this world are going to be two percent when you go face to face or near people. In my personal opinion, at any time you start letting the federal government telling you what to do in any capacity is always a bad outcome. Which is why we have a lot of bad outcomes right now. Yep, right. We have a, ba- a lot of bad decisions yeah. made on the fly, and but- that's nothing against the people that work in federal government. That's just bureaucracy that's just the way things work the more involved you get and the more people you put in place before something gets done there's going to be human error don't tread on me amen come and take it (laughs) um you know what guys i i'm not gonna lie for our first podcast i think this has been insanely great for our first just general podcast i think i'm proud of you all yeah everybody in here is doing a good job i think we all bring intelligent conversation i hope you out there have enjoyed it it's it's been fun bringing you this stuff um, get used to a lot of this. We we just want to hang out and have fun. Um, you continue listening. Also, at the same time, just stay safe out there. You know, like I said, we're not here to tell you to stay at home or to go out, whatever. But whatever you decide to do, you know, just make the right decision. Be safe. You know, help each other out, especially around here in Amarillo. You know, if anybody needs help, make sure you go support them. Let them know what's kind of going on, and just you know, give them a smile. That's the biggest thing we can do around. Okay, and make sure you tune in this weekend. Joseph King and I will be bringing our Bomb City Locker Room Talk Flavor of the Week episode. Yes, sir. And, you know, I want to thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys check out Flavor of the Week. 
Well, wait, 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 wait. What's the, I what, do want to I, I do want to give us a plug. today. Right, Aaron and I recorded a uh, our very first locker room hype episode, so we're extremely anxious to get that out to you guys. It is up on our Facebook. It's yes, on Spotify please. and Castbox right now. We're also in the process of uploading all of our uh, content onto iTunes. We're waiting for the um, approval. So be on the lookout in the next few days for iTunes as well. And do us a favor, like, share, tell your friends tell about your friends, us. Man. If, you, if you like it, if you hate it, whatever, man. Tell, tell us if you hate it and help us fix it. And we what, probably what, what won't. do you want to hear? We probably won't listen to you, but uh, we'll keep doing our own. <laughs> oh thing. Well, no, we'll listen. No, we we'll, just, we'll, we'll, I'm just kidding. We just won't do anything else with the information. But you know, tell your friends. Uh, go like us on Twitter. Uh, go to the Facebook page. Uh, once again, that's probably been plugged enough. But bombcity.lockerroomtalk at gmail.com. Um, my name is Joseph King, Jared Scott, Aaron Pena, James Fairchild, and thank you for listening to Bomb City Locker Room Talk. Boop. <laughs>